The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome fan-favorite adult star, Ralph Horan. Welcome to the show, Ralph. Hey, how's it going? It's great to have you on, man. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how about yourself? Across the pond. I'm great, man. It's great to be out here. Um, it's great to be on the podcast. It's fantastic to have you on. I, I definitely want to uh, pick your brain about your experiences in the industry. I want to get your take on some stuff that went down. And uh, I want to talk about the current stuff that you're doing, and the future of Ralph Horan in the interview. So it's good to have you on. And uh, if you're ready, I mean, let's let's just jump into it. I, I typically like to start these interviews off by getting some unique stats out the way. And uh, let's start off with your height and weight. I'm 5'10", 5'9", 5'10", 140. What's your ethnic background? I believe I'm black. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. My birthday is September 2nd. And how old are you? I'll be 36 in September. Let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I was born in Indianapolis, raised in Germany, and uh, raised across the uh, U.S. from the West Coast, the uh, Midwest, and the East Coast. That sounds like an army brat. I am. Okay, there you go. What was that life like for you growing up? Number one, Germany. And number two, just consistently moving around as a kid. Some kids like it, some kids don't. Where do you stand on that? What was the experience like for you? Uh, well, everything has its pros and cons. Let's, you know, get that out of the way. And um, But... I liked it for the majority of it. Um, growing up in Germany, a different country, um, and things like that. And as a kid, you don't know it's a whole other country at the time because you're just a little dude. But, you know, once you start, you know, getting a little bit older and, you you know, you go to school more, you understand and stuff like that or whatever the case. But um, being able to grow up around different people, I think, is a great thing because I think a lot of black people don't get that opportunity depending on where they grow up at to be able to explore and open up your mind more from meeting different people like that traveling so much going here going there and yeah it sucks you know as a kid because kids make friends after a while and then you have to leave your friends every four or five years maybe six years and you move on and then you move on to another place and make new friends and then you move to another place and then you make new friends so you know so it kind of repeats itself in the process and it kind of sucks you know because back then of course, there were no cell phones. You still had to, you know, the dial. You know, you had to, the, uh, to look up people's phone numbers in the phone books for people that remember that shit, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I would imagine it must have been much more difficult then versus now 
in regards to maintaining the friendships. I mean, there wasn't social media. As you said, you know, there wasn't a cell phone. It's not like you could text. There weren't all these apps and that sort of thing. So was it lonely for you? Like, was was that life, you know, as fantastic as it might have been in the heat of the moment, experiencing different cultures, cuisines, you know, traveling all the time, was it lonely? No, I would because I was just always in my own little world anyway. You know, um, I always if there wasn't people, then I always had my artwork or I always had um, the video games. Video games was always my thing and stuff like that. And and sometimes I make my own fun. You know, I go out and explore the world. I've always explored the world by myself, even as a child, um, even if no one else wanted to. You know, if everyone else was busy, was at home, I go find something to do with myself. You know, I never felt alone in anything i would as a kid i walked around military bases you know for hours just walking around exploring and doing things like that so i never felt lonely at all the imagination of a child you gotta love yeah. it man like you could turn anything into something that's entertaining so that's what's up that's awesome did you learn how to speak german i did not learn how to speak german everyone asked they're like you know any german i was like no i you know i'm more of a uh, i like I like uh, Latin culture, so I try to learn as much Spanish as I can. All right. My people, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. All right. So what was going on with your life prior to entering the adult industry? Uh, Working a lot of dead-end jobs and (laughs) just a lot of – a lot of – just unstable working and stuff like that going from job to job probably excuse me probably every um probably every like three four months man because i just sometimes it's just it's just like and it's not that i can't do the work you know it's um because i'm always told i'm a great worker and stuff like that and i and 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 i pride myself on that no matter what i do i don't care if it's washing dishes which i've done um you you do your best effort no matter what it is that you do. I don't care <clears throat> if you want to flip patties, then be the best at flipping patties, but put your best effort into it. Don't give me no bullshit. But, you know, so just working a lot of dead-end jobs and stuff like that and trying to find ways to um, really just stop working nine-to-fives and things like that. And I used to be a tattoo artist and stuff like that, tattooing people around um, where I live at now in Columbia, South Carolina, um, back in my early and mid twenties, but I haven't done that in a while, but I was, I was doing stuff like that. And, um, like I said, just working those dead end jobs, man, restaurants, um, manufacturing, um, warehouses. I've worked in, you know, a bunch of, just a bunch, a bunch of different places. I've had over probably 40 jobs. So let's talk about the decision to join the business. How did it happen? How did you get into the adult industry? Well, when I was, when I was, um, I think in my mid twenties, there would be girls that I would, you know, have sex with or whatever the case. And, you know, they would be like, oh man, you know, you're, um, some of them would be, they would be like, oh, you know, you're, you're really good at this. Or, you know, um, they're like, oh, you have a really big dick. You should like maybe do porn or something sometime. And I, I just really thought they were being nice and just bullshitting, you know? I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, you know, girl, please. Saying so moved on with my night. But um 
and then some of my friends are like, man, you know, um, maybe you should try porn, man. You got a, uh, you know, you got a nice body and shit. And, you know, you're like a model motherfucker anyway. So maybe that shit will work out for you type shit. But I never took it serious or anything like that. And I guess being out in California one day and just kicking it and stuff like that, I just, I was like, man, it's pretty cool, you know, and just kind of the vibe and stuff. I didn't know any porn stars or anything like that, but I knew California was the spot for it at that time, you know, so. Um, I ended up just being curious one day and looking into it, and um, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll see what I can do. So I ended up getting on, like, Instagram, and and I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know Twitter was, like, the base for, you know, porn stars dropping shit and doing stuff like that and putting videos on it. Um, I just happened just researching, you know, um, and I just happened to come across Cela Rain one day on Instagram when I was in Anaheim. And she ended up hitting me back, and this was probably like a whole year later after I was trying to, you know, get into the whole thing or whatever the case. And she was like, oh, well, you know, you should come out to, uh, you know, Florida, and, you know, if you do well, then we can, you know, probably do something. And, you know, see where it goes from there. And, you know, it, it all started from there. That's what's up, man. All right. So prior to that moment where you had people basically talking to you about the industry, had porn ever crossed your mind as something that you wanted to do or to try you mentioned that you had like 50 bajillion jobs had porn ever crossed your mind uh, you know as you were you know going from job to job as hmm maybe this could be something for me or was it really just that everybody was suggesting and you were like okay that idea now has been planted in my mind let me actually research and see if i can make something happen with this yeah, um when i worked regular jobs it never crossed my mind to do porn or anything like that um I think I I joked one time when I was like 17 at my dad's house and I was he was showing me some shit about jobs or something like that and I was like huh you know after the whole little lecture I was like hmm I wonder how much porn stars get paid and I was just you know kind of I was really just joking about this shit and he was like <laughs> he said when well, y'all get fucking A's and die that's what the fuck happens to them I was like okay I was just joking but okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, you know, and from that point, I had never, I had never uh, thought about it, you know, um, just randomly like, oh, you know, maybe I could be a porn star. Watched a lot of porn when I, you know, was, you know, younger and stuff like that, but never had thought that I would be on a screen actually doing it, you know? So let's talk about how easy it was to get in the industry. Was it easy? I mean, so you had the idea dropped into your head. You started looking around. You went on social media. Was it as simple as as uh, as how you just sort of stated it? Was it as simple to get into the industry as that, or did it take a moment for you to get into the business? No, I think it it, it, it took a little while. I mean, I think I was lucky at the same time because I didn't even have any content you know trying to do this shit and i didn't even know you know anything about getting content how to you know film and do all that blah 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 and getting the girls and the locations and you know all that stuff was you know i didn't know anything about that kind of stuff um so when i ended up going to shoot down in in florida and stuff like that um i saw how the shoot house and everything kind of 
dynamic worked. And um, so after that whole thing, because I think it was it was like four days of shooting down in Florida. So I think after that, I forget where I had went next. I think I ended up going, getting my name out to Mr. Nuts in Atlanta, and I got to work with him. And then over, I guess, like a few months, because it, it's really spaced out. I mean, um, all the gigs and stuff I was trying to get, especially being a new dude and just trying to reach out. Once I saw how to reach out to companies and stuff, though, you know, you know, you get some replies and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but you really don't get really a good response like that because you're a new dude. You don't even really have no content like that. And you're like, you know you're trying to shoot for these big companies, but you don't have no content and, you know, you're just really starting. And so, um, it took a while until I think until I hooked up with like an agency, you know? All right. Before we get into your first time on set, we got to talk about your name. Let's talk about the name Ralph Horan. Where did this porn performer name come from? How did you choose your porn name? I was literally just walking around the mall with one of my best friends and uh, uh, we were shopping and stuff and I just happened to go in the Macy's and walk across, walk across and see the uh, Ralph Lauren collection. And we were just looking at the shirts and stuff and I was just thinking to myself, Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren, hmm. well, something like Ralph Lauren or something like that. And then my friend was like, "That'd be a cool porn name." He's like, "Man, if you uh, he's like, man, if you get into porn, you, that should be like your porn name or some shit." I was like, "Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, right?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah, you should fuck with it. You should fuck with it." Because I had a different name before then. He was like, "Man, you should, you should definitely use that that name right there. That that name's dope." And uh, I was like, "Okay, let's go with that." And you know, that's where it just came from. I was really just shopping around at Ralph Lauren, looking at the clothes and stuff. That's hilarious. That was so fucking random, but it works in such a spectacular way. Yeah, it's such a unique name, and uh, yeah, it works. It works, man. All right, so let's talk about that first day. So we've been going into basically your story about how you got into the business. Let's talk about your first experience at a shoot, your first time doing porn. What was that experience like for you? It was really cool, actually. Um, once I got there to the shoot spot, um, everybody was there, and everybody's just hanging out, and, you know, they they let everybody get to know each other, and that's the cool thing about it. You know, you get to know the other people and kind of just be, especially if you're just coming into that kind of world, you will want to feel as comfortable as possible, you would think, and people would make would make you, would want to make you feel that way at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, Richard Mann was there my first. It was Richard Mann, Don Prince, because C. Lorraine and Jonathan the Pussy Banner was the one that set it up, and they helped me out really big, really big, um, I think, through my first uh, couple years in the industry and stuff. But um, I forget who else. Uh, Pressure at the time was there. Um, and there were a couple of other people there because my first scene was a gangbang it was six guys and one girl, which was Sika Black. And um, 
It was great. I mean, um, it was it was crazy because once it actually once they actually all set it up and stuff, and um, uh, once we had the shoot and stuff, it it felt like it was uh you know natural for the most part. It, there was no no hiccups or anything like that. Um, everything went really good, and uh, you know, even her husband, Mister Rick, um, he was like, "Hey, man, Ralphie, uh, that's a great job you did out there, man." Uh, how long you been doing this? I said, well, this is my first shoot, actually. He's like, no way, man. He's like, the way you jumped out of your clothes and got naked like that, I thought you'd been doing this for a while. I was like, well, thanks. <laughs> you know, so it was a great experience, you know, so I, I, I appreciated that. That's fascinating. And you had, like, never done it before. You, this was not an idea that came out of you, but yet you were immediately comfortable uh, on set. You know, was there, like, thinking back on it, like, had you uh, like at all, you know, dabbled kind of in exhibitionism, you know, and that sort of thing? Like, uh, I'm just curious as to I'm where sorry. this comfort came from. No, I've never dabbled in anything like that. I always just thought things were pretty interesting. I mean, I, I watched porn, but I've never dabbled in anything because I didn't even. And for the most part, I've been in South Carolina for a while, so I I never even. You know, that place is slow, so I never um, did any exhibition or anything like that. Um. I just felt comfortable with my sexuality. I think if you're just comfortable with your sexuality, but at the same time you're 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 making a movie out of it for the most part, um, then it's okay. Okay, it's six dudes and then naked dudes in a the room. There's one chick. Okay, well nobody. It's not like the dudes are looking at you, and it's not like you're looking at the dude. Okay, yeah, you got to do a DP with this girl, but it's it's not. It's it's. It is what it is. You're not, you know, intentionally, you know, rubbing or humping dicks or whatever people may think, you know, um, it is. It's just, I think it's just being comfortable, you know, with yourself and who you are and, and just also being able to be in the mindset to get your dick up and make it stay up, you know? Definitely. Wait, you did a DP your first scene? Yeah, it was on accident because I actually, you know, I went in her butt, but it was okay. Um, and then it ended up turning into that. I don't think it was supposed to, uh, I don't think it was supposed to be a DP scene. No, but, I'm just saying, um, cause like usually a performer's first scene is not a DP. So I'm just like, this is, I'm like, damn, like you, you know, somehow ended up diving into the deep end of the pool that first shoot, and you survived. So props to that, man. I mean, that is impressive by itself. The fact that you were comfortable, the fact that it just worked, you know, props to you uh, for that. You know, you were getting congratulations and all that shit, and, uh, and the dude was impressed that it was your first shoot. That is quite the first scene it was it was cool man I, it was really dope awesome all right what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes <laughs> uh have i ever thought about that what i enjoy most uh i think it's a i think it's a uniqueness to it i know there's a lot of content creators out there and stuff like that and a lot of porn stars and all that but um I think um, I think there's only a certain kind and type of people that can actually do like the whole, just the porn thing. I know there's a lot of porn stars, and um, and like I said, I'm not talking about the content creators that you get from OnlyFans. 
I'm talking about, you know, actual people that have been on a porn set with the lights, with the production, with a, maybe a script and all that kind of stuff with a, you know, a, a company company. You know, it, there's a unique uniqueness to it. I think um, you have to have a certain mindset. You have to be a certain person, um, especially a dude, to be, um, you know, um, out here slanging dick for hours. And, uh, you know, but also, you know, in between stuff, you know, the, the, the cuts, the, uh, oh, okay, something, something might have went wrong or whatever, whatever, or... Or maybe it's the way the director directs. Some people let you freestyle. Some people tell you every motion and every movement, you know. So um, it's just really, a, I just think, a certain cast of people to do it. And do it, you know, and, and, and for people who do it on a high level as well. You know, not just like a random, just any old thing. Let's talk about the good and the bad about being on set. When you're on set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Um, I like a pretty face, but I like I'm I'm a I'm a foot guy, so I like women's feet. So I I love when a girl's on set with nice feet. You know, so that, you know, that's a winner for me. Um what I don't like um i just don't like anybody being bitchy i just want to do the scene and 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 get you know get it over with i don't want to i don't like working with people who think they're either you know better than other people or you know the you know i just I, i just don't want any bullshit on set you know no matter what it is from micro to macro you know i just want everybody to have a good time shoot and go on with their day you know, that's the only thing I don't like is just the bullshit and the sometimes the politics, I guess, on set. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, oral, vag, or anal? Vag. In a scene, do you enjoy being rimmed? No. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position to perform for the camera, and does it differ from your favorite position off-camera? I guess my favorite position on camera, it'd probably be like the scissors where you can put their legs over uh, your dick and where you're just really just hitting them on the ass as well as while you're fucking them. That way you get more, more uh, impact. But it's um it's 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 most likely the same in my in my real sex. I like that position, but in missionary too, just because it's easier to get to their feet for me. And of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shots, the money shots. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load? Um, I like cream pies, or the face is fine. How would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking? I think it all depends on my mood, especially if it's if it's on set. Um, I think I'm just more of a deep stroker if you let me do my thing. And then you know if I, you know if I really get into it and stuff like that. If it's like a scene, like a like a scene, not in like my real life type shit. Um, if I want to be outrageous, you know I'll you know I'll um, you know do shit crazy shit, you know, like the, um, fucking the chick on the counter type shit or, 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 
um, bending a certain way to get my dick sucked or to do a position type shit because that's, you know, that's all for show. But I'm not, if it's personal, like in my personal life, it's just more so deep stroke and more into it, not that cinematic shit that people think that you do, that they might think you do in real life that you do on camera. Now it's time for the big question, a question I'm sure a lot of your fans and supporters might be curious to know. How much is Ralph Horan packing? I am 10 inches. We talked about the pop shot, so I want to get your take on how to prepare for a pop shot. When you know you have a scene coming up, do you do anything in particular to make sure your load looks good for the camera? Uh, you would hope you wouldn't masturbate for a few days, you know, let it build up, you know. I think there's also like a certain way to like, once you start like unloading, I think there's like a certain way you could hold your nut and then, and then jerk your dick with your hand to give it like an extra pop as it comes out. I think it's all in like that little stroke that you try to do at the end. But yeah, the, the, the build up to it, I just, you know, I, I, I don't masturbate for a few days. Or, well, it's not like masturbate all fucking day, but if you're that person, then you don't want to, you don't want to rub one out like the fucking day before a shoot and then, or rub one out a few hours before a shoot and then come on set and then try to, you know, do a pop shot. It won't be the greatest because you, unless you're just like backed up or something. What I want to discuss now is the fact that it appears as if you left the industry based off of, uh, you know, well, let me, let me say it like this, just because, you know, porn sometimes is shot in advance. So I don't know exactly when you left the business, but it looks like somewhere in 2020, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it looked like somewhere around there you left the industry, and now you're back. So before we talk about you coming back let's talk about why you left what happened around 2020 that uh, you know makes it seem as if uh, you were no longer doing any work in the game had you left did something happen well i think around that time i had just broke up with my girlfriend in may of 2020 at the time and um but I think at the same time, I, I was still doing some shoots and stuff after that. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, I, I was just really tired of just like the bullshit. Like someone asked me to come out somewhere and I'll fly out there and then I and then they'll cancel. And then, you know, don't don't let me fly from the East Coast to the West Coast and you cancel you know, and stuff like that. And especially if I told you, I really didn't feel like coming out there in the first place, you know? And, um, and I know I suck at times too, but I don't make people fly out to where I'm at and then just cancel on them, you know? Um, especially, you know, if they're not from there, um, it's just, I got a lot of, I just got tired of a lot of the bullshit and stuff like that. Um, the, some of the politics and just, just really trying to even just find consistent work. I mean, because, you know, people think that on the outside, people think that porn is this luxurious lifestyle and that you're living this, you know, 
crazy fantasy or whatever, whatever. And a lot of times, the majority of times, it's, that's not the case whatsoever. And um, it could be really mentally and physically draining, um, traveling and, and, and dealing with, you know, certain, you know, people, you know, um, for the most part, people are cool, you know, but, you know, I tell people that porn is like sex. Porn is like high school, but for people who like sex, you have your clicks and this and that, and don't let this performer say something to this company about you. And then you don't get, or you won't get shot. And this, that and the other, I'm not, no one's done that to me. I'm just, I've just seen instances and stuff like that. And, um, some people actually deserve it because they act like a douchebag, but you know, it is what it is, but it's just very clicky and stuff like that. And I noticed it for the first time really in 2000, I think this was, this was 2018 in, uh, I believe it was November because me and my girlfriend at the time went to Exotica up in New Jersey. And after the first day, I was like, I said, uh, I said, what's up with, uh, people, um, gathering together like they're at their locker in fucking high school and just, you know, talking in little circles and shit. I'm like, why are they so clicked up like that? Like, it's like, I don't know. It just, it just felt weird to me. I'm just like, so, I mean, what is it supposed to be the cool kids right here, the cool porn stars right here. And the, here go the cool mainstream porn stars. Here go the, the the amateur porn star click right here, here goes this or however people try to view it. And it just, you know, it just kind of, it, it's just kind of annoying sometimes. And at the same time, if you're not getting work like that and you know, then, you know, what are you really doing it for? You know? And you know, you put so much money into it. I mean, geez. Um, before you even get to your destination, depending on where you're going to shoot, I mean, you probably have spent $1,500 already. I mean, if you're not, if you're paying for, which is me, paying for flight, food, um, the Uber when you get to where you're going, the Airbnb to shoot, the testing, um, you know, all that stuff. You know, especially if you ain't no contracted porn star, no mainstream porn star, ain't nobody about to be flying. And I'm not saying nobody's flying me out. That'd be a that'd be a flat out lie. That's not true. Um, but it's just like, you know, a lot of these these, you know, to participate is an expense is you know being in porn is your own business you are you are your own business hello welcome to entrepreneurship um and having to build your own brand market your own brand and you know if you're the only one doing it and then you're only limited um and you know some of the stuff that you have you know especially just working from a phone and not a laptop then you know you it's 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 a process it's a real process and i just got mentally just kind of drained and stuff so um i just wanted to take a step back and just see if i even wanted to be bothered with it anymore really to be honest all right so you took a step back and uh was that also around the time when you uh, deleted twitter or or did that just sort of end yeah. up happening yeah. okay did you deleted your own twitter yeah. Okay. So you deactivated Twitter. It looked like, you know, you were leaving the industry. You were reevaluating your, basically, your relationship with the industry. You did end up deciding 
to come back after a bit of a hiatus. How long would you say the hiatus was? Or were you still doing little things here and there? It was like a year, year and a half, like two years uh, before I wasn't, I wasn't doing, no, I wasn't doing nothing. Um, I think I had did, let's see, because I literally haven't, I just shot new, I just shot new shit last, before I came to Europe, <clears throat> the only thing I had shot was some stuff for dog vision at Exotica the week before I had flown out here to Europe. And, but before that, um. I think I did one video out in Vegas with Nai and that was it. I did two videos with her out there, as a matter of fact. But that was other than that, I, I didn't have no new videos or anything uh, for like two years. So um, there hasn't been anything up. Literally, I haven't even I haven't even posted anything or nothing like that. I mean. Of course, I'm shooting with this company out here now, so they're, you know, doing their little posting and stuff like that. But as far as my own personal content, I haven't even done none of that. It's interesting when all of that sort of happened, because in my opinion, you were like a star on the rise. Like, you were incredibly buzzworthy. I mean, you had a very distinct look. Uh, you, uh, I think at around the time when you took your break, I could be wrong, like you, you were on the site, seehimfuck.com, which was clearly getting a lot of eyes on you, and then all of a sudden, Ralph Horan disappears, which, you know, that was you, it was reflecting to yourself, you know, after observing the industry and, and that sort of thing, and, and really questioning whether you wanted to be a part of it, you end up deciding to give it a go again. I'm curious as to how you came to that realization during that year and a half to two year hiatus that you had from the business. Um, well, one, I went back to, well, I was still doing it anyway, but going back to the whole nine to five and stuff like that. And, um, you know, going back to, um, working at restaurants and bars and doing that whole thing all over again. But um, it's funny because you're working, you know, um, helping behind the bar one day. And it a, had a few instances like this while I was there. And it's just like I had one dude come up to me as I was coming from behind the bar. And he pulls out his phone and he's like, he's like, isn't this you? And. And it was me on one of my, uh, it, on some porn site that he had pulled out. And I, I was like, he's like, oh, man, I'm I'm a big fan of your stuff, man. Dad. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, you know, it, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy. You know, it's some, you know, some, uh, some older dude, um, cool dude, regular at the bar. But, um, I thought that was pretty funny and, um, there was another instance where I was um, helping out one night and one guy from the other restaurant across the street walks over one night to have a drink. He usually comes in to have drinks anyway, but he comes up to me one day and he's, he's like, man, um, he's like, dude, how did you, um, he was talking about my ex-girlfriend at the time. He was like, man, how do you have sex with that chick? And I saw you on, you know, this, that, and the other, and you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, that's just, he was like, oh, man, he's like, uh, you know, um, you know, I said, no, nah, I said, I don't really do it or nothing no more. You know, that was, 
oh, that, you know, the video he saw was 2018, you know, uh, with a freak mob video, you know. <clears throat> um, but I ended up, um, you know, trying to uh, find ways to kind of, if I did want to do it again, just kind of rebrand myself uh, and, and, and do things just more on my terms and get, uh, and get more paid gigs. You know, I don't mind doing content trade. I mean, it's cool. Everybody, you know, can, you know, pass around the content and, you know, actually make money off of it and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I want a little bit of change too and get some, you know, some cash, you know, I want to, I want to make some, some bread, you know, just as much as I put into it, I want to make back, you know, and, you know, and I've, cause I've had instances where, and another reason why I had stopped is people not giving me my damn content. Like, man, why, why do I have to keep calling you for my content? Especially if we had a shoe house, if we had a shoe house, you supposed to give everybody content before they leave. Why am I still calling you? One, one motherfucker I had to call took me a year, a year and a half to get my damn content. Another motherfucker I had to call took me like six, like six months, seven months to get my content. And there were a few instances that happened like that. You just like, you know, you know, what the fuck? You know, so coming out here to, um, you know, I, what I wanted to do was this time around for the most part, you know, and I'll still, of course, I'll still, you know, do, you know, a few shoots in, you know, America and stuff like that. But I really just wanted to try to hold international type gigs, you know, and, and because I, like, I was raised out the country and just was raised around different um, people from Latin people to European people, um, whatever, African people. Um, so, um, this time around, I really just wanted to do more out the country shoots and be just international because, and even, you know, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't, you know, getting to shoot with this company. It wasn't like pulling teeth, you know, trying to, oh man, you know, cause I have some directors I've hit up before and they'll, oh yeah, man, I'm shooting you and this, that and the other. And I'm gonna get back to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you and it'd be a whole year later and they still haven't hit you up you know and you know i just and you know you even have their number personally but it's just like and i know people get busy but it's like man come on man you know um you've had me on the back burner for how long now and then they you know it's just like it's like they don't even know you know or they just don't either they just forget or i don't know what goes on but it's just like I didn't have to pull teeth to come out here to for a company to fly me out and 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 um and and pay me some actually pretty good amount you know what i'm saying it's a it's a really good decent pay here yeah the, i mean you know the the whole dap and dp and, and all that it's it's work but what porn you know isn't work you know but it's like um i like the i like the whole foreign i like the whole foreign just aspect of it you know and i think um it could really um just help kind of just rebrand what I'm trying to do, which is really just like foreign work. I really want to do foreign work. And like I said, of course I'll still do shoots in America, but I just really want to just hit different continents. Like I'm out here in Prague now. Okay. I want to hit Germany, you know, the UK, the Latin countries, Mexico, um, Colombia, you know, uh, shoot Japan, you know, places all like that because I just think it's a whole different flavor to be able to take your porn international. I just, and like I said, 
uh, companies out here, I've I've literally got like four or five different companies that want to shoot with me out here. And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 you know, and it just as far as like, um, their brand and this, um, you know, like the mainstream that companies that are out here, it's not, it's not, like I said, it's not like pulling teeth with, when it's like it is in, in America with some companies. I've had companies in America say they're not going to shoot me because they don't like my tattoos. Agencies don't want to book me because no, we don't like the tattoos, you know? So, um, out here, Nobody's really giving me that, you know, and I'm, you know, no one's giving me that vibe. No one's telling me, nah, we don't, we don't do the tattoos or we don't do, you know, this, that, and the other and blah, blah, blah. Now, every company I hit up out here hasn't hit me back, but it's the fact that I've gotten so much more opportunity, you know, and I got no huge following no more on Twitter or whatever, because that's a whole thing too with, you know, shooting with people is, oh, you know, you don't have a big following. Motherfucker, you act like I haven't been fucking, um, doing this shit for a little while i ain't no fucking amateur but damn you know don't don't try to you know treat me like you know i'll use some kind of just newbie or something like that because i'll even give them my all my uh links and stuff like that and then you know it just seems like it's like you know it'd be like a popularity contest and i understand about the followers and stuff like that it's all part of the all part of the uh the game and stuff like that and uh getting your your marketing and you know your stuff up and i respect that but like i said um i came back because i wanted to see if i could do the international thing and if the international thing would be um just a way to rebrand just go a different direction and just you know um because even though i shoot porn i want an experience at the same time you know and i i believe that you know and that's, i think that'd be a bit healthier for your mental while you're doing this because it's not the easiest job in the world. And, um, especially on some days. And so when you have them days, maybe you'll have an experience or something to remind you like, okay, Hey, cool. You know, I can, uh, you know, whatever, you know, to kind of put yourself in a place to remember why you're doing what it is you're doing. So that is, you know, some of the reasons I came back. So, in total, how long have you been in the industry? Because that's something that we didn't discuss because we just sort of dove deep into your first set experience. When did you officially start in the industry? I signed my first agency. Well, I, re- I started in 2018, and I had signed, just before my first shoot, I signed a um, contract, an agency a contract to sign with an agency out in California. Uh, this was August. I think it was like August 18th of 2018. I went out to Sherman Oaks from Anaheim and um, met up with a young lady um, from um, Society 15. That's who I was uh, signed with when I first, first got into doing all this before I even shot anything, you know, um, uh, my, cause my agent at the time was Randy Quintina, I believe. And then I had to meet her out there in Sherman Oaks to sign papers. So, so that, so August of 2018 to, I guess what you would say now, what is that? Like five years, five years in total, but you were missing in action for about two of those years. Two. 
Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And you came back this year in 2023. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because yeah, like I said, I didn't um I didn't do no filming until uh, a few months ago or a month or two ago um at Chicago Exotica. All right. Now, something that I want to pick your brain on is a tweet that you posted earlier this month. Uh, you tweeted a photo with a bunch of fellow performers. A couple of them are people that you that you mentioned uh, earlier in the interview in regards to people that were there when you started in the game. And the tweet read, I used to be cool with everybody, but time goes. What did you mean by that? I'm curious, because you posted it publicly, so it's there for the world to see. I'm just curious as to what you meant by that. It's just, I think, uh, I think that certain, uh, you know, and certain, just as time goes on, I think, um, I mean, that was my, that photo was from my second, that was my second shoe house. I mean, and because um, the first, like I said, the first one was in Florida. That one was in Florida too, um, with Jonathan and Sheila Rain, and that and that one was Jonathan and Sheila Rain. With no, yeah, it was Jonathan, Sheila Rain, and Mister Nuts that were hosting that one because you can see Jonathan in the front. Um, and it's just like I said, um, I had to go back and look at the damn picture again. But I don't think I talked to any of them anymore to be honest i mean i I just talked to mr nuts literally uh yesterday through twitter but he wasn't in the photo that's not who i was talking about anyway but um um like the uh like the people that were in that photo i think um not all of them but um there are main ones i'm not gonna really use names like that um but it's only really like two or three of them in the picture I'm really talking about. But um, I just feel like sometimes people just kind of, I just, they kind of just blow you off after a while. I think once they, if, if, if you either don't get to their status in this industry, I think certain people tend to either turn their back or just blow you off. Um, To be honest, um, because one person in that photo who I thought was super cool, um, meeting uh, her for the first time at that, that I believe that was uh, her first shoot house, I believe. But anyway, um, super cool. We vibe, vibed at that, uh, you know, uh, I vibe with everybody out there and stuff like that. And just um, this particular person, I hit them up. You know, because it's been it's been some you know some years uh, since I had talked to her and stuff like that, and um, and uh, I thought she was a really dope person. I already I had told her that, and I and I told her I was like, you know, um, at the first year, I was like, no, nah, you're gonna be a star one of these days. Um, <laughs> you're gonna be a big deal in porn one day. I said for sure. She's like, she's like, nah, nah, that's not gonna be me. You know, you know people how people, you know, it's it's cool, and um, so. Now she's a really big deal, just like I said she would be, because I, I can see it. You know, you can see stuff in people, um, you know, and, you know, I saw, you know, I thought she would be great, and she is great. You know, super big following, a big, big deal, big deal, you know, still looks great, you know, and um, I hit her up on OnlyFans, you know, a, 
like a few months ago, you know, because I didn't know how to get in touch with, I don't know how to get in touch with nobody because I didn't have nobody's phone number and stuff like that anymore. And so I was like, okay, I'll just hit her up on OnlyFans and shit and uh, see what's up. And so I hit her up and stuff and I was, you know, we uh, chopped it up for for like a message or two. And um, I was like, you know, oh yeah, um, you know, you should um, hit, you know, take my number and, uh, you know, hit me up sometime or, and, uh, you know, maybe we could link up and uh, maybe go have lunch or something somewhere and, uh, you know, catch catch back up. And, um, you know, and to me, I just kind of felt disrespected when she hits me with the, you know, because to me, it felt like she was trying to fan me, you know, because um, she hit me with the, oh, you know, I really don't give my number out like that, you know, nowadays and this, that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, motherfucker, are you trying to fan me? Don't fan me. Like motherfucker, don't 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 do the uh and I don't even want to use this term because I think it's stupid. Um, you know, the whole Hollywood. Don't get Hollywood, you know. Um and I'm like, man, I I used to say you you know you, you know, you be this, you be that, and you know, you'd have no no faith in that shit, or you didn't think, you know, well you have of course we have faith in their abilities, but I, she didn't feel like she was going to be this big deal, which she is, and she is now. And I'm just like, you know, it it kind of just blew my mind. You know, I was like, this motherfucker is really trying to fan me right now. You know, and it just, to me, it just felt, I felt kind of disrespected at the same time. I was like, you know, I don't see how people, you know, you just, you, I've never got people who get to a certain point where they were, where they were. And then when they're, now they're at the top, now they're too good for you or you're not good enough to talk to them or be in their space and this, that, and the other, you know? So I didn't really, I didn't really dig that at all. And, um, you know, I, that's how I feel about, you know, another person in the photo as well, you know? Um, so, um, and it, 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 you know, it sucks because you think that, you know, um, you think that people are cool and, you know, you know, um, whether it's guy or gal, you think that, you know, people, people going to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be, you know, all over a motherfucker, but, you know, you know, act like, you know, somebody, if you, you know, you fuck with them, you know, that's if you, if you really cool with somebody, but it's just like, like I said, it turns again into this whole clicks and all this popularity contest kind of stuff. And it just, it just, that was a real, just big turnoff for me, you know? And, you know, I don't like stuff like that. You know, I just, um, it's just like people are just, they, they just kind of fade you out or whatever the case, or because you're not, you know, big time or whatever the case, they don't really want to fuck with you like that you know, so, um, that's what I was talking about in the photo, it wasn't everyone in the photo, it was really just a few people I was talking about in the photo, um, uh, one of them actually has me blocked in the photo, which I think is funny, (laughs) I made a new account, I literally just, I made that new account, like, last July, and, uh, this account I have now, and I'm literally just scrolling, and it's just like, oh, this person has blocked you. I was like, what you blocked me for? I didn't even say nothing to you yet. I mean, I didn't even know her, her profile was, uh, you know, even, you know, up and running or nothing like that. But I was like, 
This motherfucker gonna block me as I make a, I just made a brand new account. And I was like, did you go out your way to fire by account to block it? I was like, all right. I mean, but I guess, uh, I guess that's, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess that's part by fault for going. I mean, I didn't really contribute to what was going on to where this person, you know, dislikes me now because that's something her and someone else had going on that I didn't even want to get into, but, uh, uh, things happen and, you know, so it is what it is with that, you know, but yeah, I was only talking about a few people in the photo, not, not, not everybody in that photo, you know, so. I appreciate the clarity. Now, let's talk about the current stuff that you're doing across the pond overseas. You are working with some phenomenal talent. You are involved in some massive, uh, uh, I guess, gangbangs, for the lack of a better word, over there in Europe. Uh, you know, the ones that... that uh, you know, are legendary here in the States. Uh, what's that experience like for you? I mean, you basically cut your teeth in the industry doing, you know, large, uh, you know, sex pieces. You know, your your very first scene was a uh, gangbang-style scene. So uh, what's the experience like over there? It is something else. <laughs> It's cool. It's cool, but it's uh, it's the shooting the scenes can it's it's draining. I like, dude. I sometimes I just be like, dude. I need a whole fucking nap. Just uh, I'm I'm like, dude. I'm I'm drained after this scene. Like it's just it's it'd be a little bit. There can be so much that go into it where you're fucking. Okay, you got a DP here. Okay, now you got a pee on her, and then once the first time you pee on her, now every fifteen minutes you gotta be pee. So yeah, you gotta be your dick has to be hard. And you got a whole pee in your dick. So you're going to have to pee like four times a damn scene. And so it's like, what the fuck? DP. Sing, okay, now single fuck. Now, okay. Now everybody line up. Pee. And then you rotate, re- repeating the process, but in different positions, different ways. Some of the, the double anal thing is like, wow, dude. It's just like, jeez, these positions. And people think this stuff is like, you know, easy to do. This stuff is just like, like, what the fuck? And then, um, and of course, like, dude, they're like, oh, well, you know, if you want to last long enough for the scene, man, you got to, uh, you got to take an injection in your dick. And I'm just like, God, I've never shot anything into my dick for a scene. And... When I first got here, I said, me and the guy from London, we both got here at the same the same day. We're like, how the fuck do you do this shit? I was like, you stick yourself in the dick with this shit? I was like, what the fuck? And I see everybody just, I'm just like, man, damn. I, was, I don't know nothing about shooting no needle in my dick. I said, this bitch about to hurt. And, but, um, it's, you, it still hurts like a bitch, but you, you, I mean, it doesn't hurt like a, like a bitch, but it's, it hurts. Um, but you, you get used to it and then you get used to the process of having to be able to shoot the way they want you to shoot and making it flow as well, where they don't have to keep telling you, Hey, be over here, be over here. I need you here, you know? Um, and you know, um, like I said, it's, 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 it's really, it's decent pay. It's really cool pay. So it's, it's, and it's, it's a whole, 
it's a whole uh little system so it's it's quite just it's a real great experience it's a cool experience um especially meeting different people from all these people from all over you got people you got a guy from london like i said you got a another guy from brazil these other guys are from italy belgium you got the girls that be coming from brazil and and london and some from america um spain you know so it's 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 great to and then just to see all the different flavors and different languages just being thrown around it's a, it's a great experience long going around with uh dp and girls and peeing on them so yeah there you go now <laughs> i will say those shoots are insane to watch just because i mean so much is going on i mean the way that you just described it pretty much is 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 what we end up seeing and uh, the positions are crazy. I, I mean, you know, because we have to, we as a, the, the fans, you know, those watching the scenes, I mean, we have to be able to see everything that's going down. So you have to open up for the camera, but not only are you opening up for the camera, you know, it could be, as you said, it's a DP, or it could be, uh, you know, DVP, or it could be DAP, uh, double vag, double anal. And so you have to get in somehow a position in which things are seen for the camera, a position that is somewhat comfortable for you to actually be able to perform it, and then you're there for, you know, at least a couple minutes making sure that there is enough footage for that section of the scene. I would imagine all of that juggling must be insane. It is fucking, <laughs> it is fucking psychotic. It, I'm just like, the one girl we shot with, and we had to shoot with her like three times. I said, this motherfucker, I ain't got, like, I ain't saying no name. I said, this motherfucker has issues. I said, if, I said, girl, um, it's a good thing I did shoot a leave with my dick. Because half the stuff you into, my dick would have went soft on this set. Because you, you are, you are, whoa. You are something else, and I just, I'm just like, dude, no, this, you, you, you gotta do the crazy scene, but you gotta deal with a, with a crazy girl, um, at the same time without a crazy shit she's into, and I'm just looking like, I'm like, dude, this is fucking psychotic. <laughs> well, there you go, <laughs> there you go. That's too much. Is there a difference between how? porn is shot in the U.S. versus where you are in Europe? I mean, I know it sounds almost like a dumb question because it's like, it's porn, it's porn, it's sex. You know, it's all, you know, some people might be like, it's all shot the same way. But you as a performer, you know, is there, do you feel a difference shooting stuff internationally versus the traditional American way of things being shot? Is there a difference? Um... For me, it's really mostly all the same. Uh, I mean, for the most part, it's just all the same. Um, they may want you to do, I mean, of course, maybe, you know, you're doing different positions. Like, because I don't know uh, what companies be doing. Because uh, I'm pretty sure there's companies that do DAP and and TAP in, 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 in America, but it's just hard for me to think of 
uh, the companies that do it, but not on the scale that they do it here for like legal porno and stuff like that. Um, so the only diff, I mean, the only difference is me is just having to pee on motherfuckers. I've just, that's the whole difference as far as it being shot the way that's shot. Um, directing is pretty much the directing is pretty much the same because you're not obviously you're you ain't freelancing with this shit right here they're gonna tell you what to do and where to be before you start shooting it but then once you start shooting it just make sure it's fluid and that you you know you know where to keep going as people swap out and switch and you know um but yeah for the most part to me to me in my from my experience it's, it's it's mostly the same have you been able to uh make some friends across the pond, you know, make a new support system. Yeah, man, these guys are really cool actually. Um all these guys um um that are out here because a lot of these guys um there's a few of them from Italy um because it's okay cuz you have the the white group here here basically and then the black group here which you know which was uh me, the guy from London, you um you got uh junior from brazil and then of course the other guys they don't stay too far away from here because um some of the guys the company pays for them to live here so they pay for their apartment and stuff so they don't live too far and so they'll even come here and um we'll hang out in the in the where i stay at is basically it's the studio i stay at the studio where we shoot at but the studio is three stories so you got the performers where we stay on the top floor then on the second floor, you got multiple studios. Then on the third floor, you got another multiple studios with locker room, showers, bathrooms. Um, so the guys that come from, you know, their house or their apartment, come hang out at the store. Or just like the other day, um, me and uh, the other, you know, the black performers and stuff, we uh, we all linked up at one of the uh, performers' houses uh, down the street. He did a barbecue two night, two days in a row. We helped him with, you know, getting wood to do the fire. Um, so, cause it was what, it was me, um, Dylan, he's from Germany. Um, uh, Molly, he's from, he's from Italy. Um, well, John, Johnny was there. He was the only white dude there, but I mean, he, we, I, I like I said, I fuck with all these dudes. They, they're real cool. Johnny's from Italy. And uh, CJ, CJ's from the Netherlands. He was there, and uh, Eve was there. He's from Belgium, and you know, um, so it's all you know, a whole different flavor of you know, black people um, from. And it's dope meeting different black people from different countries who speak different languages, multiple languages. Their English may not be may not be the best, but I don't care. I can understand broken English. It's fine. I don't know why people try to act like in America they don't understand what a little bit of broken English is and make it out. But, um, yeah, I got a – they're real cool dudes, man. It's, um, like, literally just yesterday, just one of them, the older older um, porn star dude, Mike Chapman, but he's from the U.S. but lives out here. Um, a legend in the game. There you go. And so he took me out to uh, – he took me out to the city – we went and picked up some smoke, got some beer, some food, showed me this cool spot where you catch some views and a sunset um, with the uh, with the castle and stuff and the view. And everybody, there was a whole bunch of people just sitting there in the park. It was this big park where everybody was just sitting there watching the view on their, like, blankets and stuff like that and just chilling. 
So it's 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 cool that um and they they helped me out with like doing you know first showing me how to fucking it, first off inject a needle in my damn dick, um and stuff like that and uh you know um you know we'll help each other with food and stuff like that you know for the guys that stay here in the studio and um you know it's just real cool really invite inviting and stuff like that and just just really cool dudes just really genuine type dudes and and it's 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 a different feel from you know people in america and stuff like that um you know it's nice that there's a camaraderie with the male performers because i mean at the end of the day especially on those sets it really is a dance it's almost like choreography in a sense you know when you're in that type of scene at least that's how it looks like from the outside looking in i would assume it, it is mm-hmm. it has to be that way as a performer on that type of set you know because you're doing so much stuff and so much is going down and a lot of it is not the usual stuff that's being shot here in the u.s uh, in that sort of you know extreme in your face kind of way so it's great to know that the guys have sort of developed um you know almost like um for like a better word like a fraternity you know what i'm saying a support system with each other and that kind of thing because at the end of the day i mean you know you need your other scene partner to to be you know bring their a game much like you need to bring your a game in those types of scenes Right. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, uh, it's, how did one dude say it? Uh, it's like a uh, baseball in porn. You gotta, it's that, you know, in, in, in this baseball game, you gotta hit a home run every time, you know, it can't be no, no bullshit, you know, or else you ain't getting paid or you're going to get half your pay or whatever, you know? So the cum shot is basically the, and it's basically the, the, uh, the home run. So especially doing it out here, because they um they're not gonna give you all the pay if you don't do all the work, and the cum shot is part of the work. So you have to end the ping. So you know if you don't pee, you don't come. You you have to. You know they're not gonna give you, you know the whole pay. So you have to you know do it to it, and it's you know it's not it's not easy, but it's like you know you you get in the rhythm and 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 you know kind of feel it out and learn you know how to do it, you know, well, not how to do it, but you just get in the rhythm and just put your mind in the place and, you know, you know, do your thing. Over the course of the time that you've been in the industry, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Who sort of pops into your mind right now as like, damn, that was a good scene. That I've worked with. I like working with Santana Red. I thought she was really great. Um, I really let's see. Hmm. Queen Rogue, Queen Rogue was really awesome, super nice as well. Um, I did enjoy working with her. Um, Go Go Fuck Me, she was a really great performer, still is a great performer, not was a great performer, still is a great performer. Um, I uh, enjoyed working with her, of course. Um, let's see. Um. Is it, I know there's somebody else somewhere. I am literally trying to think. Um, Amanda Panda was one of my favorites to work with as well. She was really cool and a really good performer too. Um, 
And I think that's it that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Let's work on the power of manifestation. Who have you not worked with yet that you look forward to doing a scene with in the future? Are there any performers on your wish list? Yeah, there's um, there's this one girl in London called Emma Stone. I would love to work with her. There's another young lady in Brazil called Pocahontas that I would love to work with. Um, I've been uh, trying to get in touch with her. Another young lady in Brazil called Holly, Holly Boom Boom, I believe. Um, there's another one in Brazil that I think of, uh, Lorena Green, I think that's her name. Lorena, Lorena, uh, one of two. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a few. I think there's a couple down in Mexico that I would want to work with because there's, there's, you know, like I said, I've been doing international things. So I've been looking at, um, you know, the international performers and stuff like that. Um, there was, uh, what was her name? I cannot think of her name right now, but there's, there's two, two in Mexico that I would really want to, uh, work with as far as America. Um, in America, I would want to work with, um, I would love to work with Victoria Cakes at some point. That would be dope. Um, who else? Uh, there's that, the Asian girl, her name is, uh, Kazumi. I believe that's her name. She stays out in LA. Um, still waiting to work with, uh, Portia Carrera out in LA that would be cool too um and uh oh there's that one girl Willow Willow Ryder um she has some really dope work too I'd love to work with her as well if I could ever uh get my chance at that but uh, that's about my list for right now that I can think of on the top of my head like that anyway are there any individuals in the industry that you look up to? Are there any performers or individuals, BTS, that inspire you in what you're trying to do in the industry? Yeah, I mean, there was uh, there was one guy that I thought was uh, really dope and uh, really, uh, um, he did his thing to the point to where I guess he, he's not really shooting anymore, but... Um, the direction I would like to go is his direction, um, which was uh, Jason Love. Oh, dopeness. Yes. An awesome dude. I, I've interviewed him in the past. It looks like he's staging a comeback. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. He'll get right back out there. He, he won't miss a step. Won't miss a step. And, uh, but, yeah, I would, I would, um, yeah, I would, I would love to have uh, come out that way. You know, if, um, and I, I'm not, not one of those people, dude. I don't want no fucking award from this shit. I, I don't want to go to the award and be on the, the podium and say thank you to all the little people and all that bullshit. You know, I just want to make a good living and, you know, be able to help, you know, other people do their thing as well. Um, You know, but, yeah, I would like to kind of just model my career, you know, like how he had his, you know from uh from his exit standpoint as well um 
especially with the marketing and stuff he had done for himself. Very well done. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying um, Instagram is life because it's not. Um, but, you know, just even looking around on his Instagram and, or the TikTok, stuff like that, you know, pretty woman, pretty house, gorgeous house. Um, you know, but, you know, that's the, you know, the kind of, that's how you kind of want to, you know, if you want to ride out on the sunset, then, nigga, that's the, uh, there you go. Now what I want to do is shift gears just a little bit, and I want to talk about some of the more serious issues in the industry. And the first question I have for you in this set is, are there any myths or misconceptions about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Uh, that porn stars are, what, fucking all day, every day, or that, uh, that's not true. Um... All porn stars, what, for some reason, people, at least when they talk to me, they think, oh, man, you must have, you know, hundreds of thousands, type millions of dollars living. Everyone thinks I live in California. I don't. Um, Everyone thinks that uh, the scenes are real, um, which some, some of the scenes, it's just absurd to even think that it's real. Um, like picking up a bum off the street and having to fuck a girl. Come on now. Um, uh, people think that I, I'm just, uh, you know, just in some kind of fantasy world or something like that, or that, that porn stars aren't real or just human people like anyone else. We are, um, you know, just things like that, little things like that. It's not a big deal. I just think people, they don't do enough research, but you know. That's about it, you know, just I think people just take it a little bit too far and they don't actually think that porn stars are just regular people when they are. Is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy? I know you kind of went a little bit into it, so this is your chance to talk about it more. Um, my, my assumption is that you're going to talk about sort of like the high school pettiness of the business. Um, if you go in that direction, it's your chance to talk about that. But if there if there's anything else that you haven't referenced, it's your chance to sort of discuss you know, your uh, qualms with the industry? Uh, I guess I wouldn't, I like some things that I've heard, uh, like people trying to uh, use their position to have sex with some of the girls or something like that. I don't like stuff like that. I think that's creepy. Um, uh, I've heard that just from different girls and stuff like that, but um, I kind of sing a little bit or whatever, and I just think it's just, like, weird. I mean, it's just, that's not game. You're just using your little bit of influence that you have um, on some of these younger girls that don't know no better. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't I don't like stuff like that. I um, I could do without that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the politics of it, I guess. Um, like I said, well, yeah, I said, that I just don't like the politics for the most part. Having to be a certain way or, or you have to, I don't know, have a certain amount of followers or whatever it may be where, you know, 
well, we can't shoot you or we can't do this and that because of this and that. It's not like you're a bad person or, or, or a terrible performer. It's just, you know, whatever they may think that they can make up not to shoot you or whatever, whatever. In some cases, not in all cases. But that's about it. Um, yeah, nothing that's, nothing that's about it. As a black man in the industry, have you ever experienced any racism, colorism, discrimination, or microaggressions? From other performers, no. But I think I think certain agencies and companies look at oh, will look at me a certain way um, because you know one agency is going to tell me, well, like I said, we don't want anybody with tattoos. But when I come back and look at your website, maybe six months later you got a white dude with a bunch of tattoos. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool, you know, when the white dude does it, but when the black dude does it, it's an issue. And I think they're trying to look at it as like it's some, like it's ghetto or unprofessional. But with a white dude, it's cool. Which, you know, I ain't ain't got no problem with white people. Whatever. Do your thing. I'm just, you know, calling it what it is. But um, I just think, I think there's, I think there's a different standard for black performers and um, then there is white performers. I think that um, some companies are probably biased. And um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously there. It ain't like what, what racism doesn't exist in porn. Yeah, it does. Um, but no one's just come like straight full to my face with it you know um <clears throat> that wouldn't end well for them but I, I, luckily i haven't I, like i said i haven't experienced like like i said i just think that people just like i said black dude tattoos i think it's it's worse off if you have the tattoos because it's just like like i said i've had companies tell me they're not going to shoot just because of the tattoos <clears throat> so you know you had that with being a black dude doing porn and uh, it's funny because I even like this company that I reached out to in UK that wants me to come out and shoot uh, that I talked to a couple of days ago. They were like, oh, yeah. Um, he's like, man, I'd love to shoot you, man, because I don't think that, you know, black people or people of color are represented well in porn like other races are or well, how white people are basically. Um and he's like, you know, uh, you know, it'd be great to work with you. And that's, you know, and that's like I said, it's not just coming from me. People know it. It's just like, you know, people don't talk about it like that, I would guess. But especially not on no damn set or, or at no damn shoot, you know. Well, that's why I make sure to talk about it here on the podcast. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> let's let's shift away from the serious stuff and let's talk about your original content. Like, you were shooting some stuff before you left. Now you're back. So I know that you're working with Legal Porno. So you are working with a big company internationally right now. But will there be more Ralph Horan original content? Like, will there be content for OnlyFans, Medivids, and that sort of stuff? Are you going to be shooting some more personal original content soon? 
Yeah, I'm trying to actually get it all set up because um, I'm supposed to go. We're still chatting, but uh, I'm supposed to make a trip over to Germany after I leave here and uh, go do some some content out there. And I um, I believe we're going to be able to um, do I guess it's all shared, so. It'll be personal content, so that's because I've been trying to do personal content, but um, international personal content. So if things work out the way it's supposed to when I leave here, I will be going to Germany and then to shoot personal content and then also to the UK to uh, shoot for a company, but also shoot some personal um, content as well. And I also have a trip planned September. No, it'll be it'll be the end of August. No, is it the end of August? Already in this? It's the end of September. Excuse me. The end of September. Um, I'm going to go to Mexico and attend the uh, Sexmex convention. And I've already talked to a. I've hit up a few ladies on WhatsApp that are going to be around that way. Um, and I'm going to shoot some content out there with them along with networking to get some more content, personal content shots. So, um, yeah, I have all that. I have, uh, so I have like, you know, I have three countries lined up that I have for uh, personal content. Very dope. And definitely you have to be on the Sexmex website. I'm just saying. I am really trying to work that out because they have an application and I was going to talk to them while I was there because my friend, um, that I'm going to bring with me from New York. He's, he's, he's from Mexico. He, um, Oscar, he speaks Spanish, obviously. Well, I can't say obviously because, well, that's anyway. Um, he, um, he speaks Spanish, uh, much better than I can. So obviously, but, um, so I'm gonna have him translate for me for the most part. If they, you know, I, I'm good with broken English. I don't care. I'll speak as you know as much Spanish as I know. But um, yeah, I definitely want to because uh, I want to make that a. It's, it'd be a good base to shoot at, you know, just like it is out here, you know. So I'm trying to get all the little networking and 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 places out the country so I can be able to fly to these places, shoot, and make consistent content. That way, my fans will be like, "Oh, okay, what's up this month for Ralph on whatever." whatever because i'm um i have a a little um little website i'm trying to get put up and start i've already drawn a logo out for it um that i want to get done um called um it's still in the works but i want to call it foreign affairs where it's just basically you know foreign obviously foreign actors um for my, my personal you know shoots and websites and so that would be part of that you know for the foreign affairs or whatever i may you know or integrate that that into i love that but i just thought of this right now international horan oh that would be cool oh i like that i'm about to ooh, write that down i'm about to say yep write that down yes hopefully when you come back, because I'm already, you know, we were talking about manifestation before. I'm going to talk about manifestation right now. I'm going to manifest another interview with you. 
and uh, we can continue talking about these international adventures that you're going to be having. Most definitely. Yes, fantastic. All right, so, uh, well, I need to ask you this, I guess, just because, I mean, it's been mentioned so many times, and, uh, I mean, might as well. How many tattoos do you fucking have, sir? <laughs> I'm not sure. I stopped counting at, like, 70 when I was, like, 25, I think. Seven um, zero seven t Yeah, that was, that was, like, a decade ago. When I was in high school, I had 30 in high school. Um, and I stopped counting at 70 when I was 25. I didn't have, like, 100-something tattoos. You know, but that that's another thing about, you know, once I leave here, I already set up an appointment with my tattoo guy because I want him to cover. We're going back and we're covering up all the uh, old hood tattoos I have um, with professional tattoos now. Um, since he got his own shop and stuff, he's like super dope and stuff now, too. And because um, he just started the Miles Morales um, Spider-Man tattoo on my chest for the cover up, which looks dope. We just got to add a background to it now. And um, because in South Carolina, tattoos were illegal till 2010. So either your choice was to go to Charlotte or Atlanta to get tattooed at the time um, before that. So um, I end up going to drug dealers and like gangbangers to get all my tattoos and stuff. I did some of my tattoos as well. Like I, like I said, I tattooed people for some years. I did some of my tattoos, gangbangers, drug dealers. They did my tattoos for the most part. Um, I had a dope head do my first tattoo um, on my forearm when I was 17 uh, out in some mobile homes, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's just the art thing for me, man. I, I love it. Ralph Horan has lived a life, many lifetimes in one. Something like that, yeah. I, I never <laughs> thought of it like that. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Ralph Horan. Quirky, um, big nerd. I, 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 I love, I love anime. I, I love anime and like Marvel and things like that. And um, uh, I think people know I do calisthenics. I, uh, I, I believe I'm, you know, I. I'll do the handstand while getting my dick sucked type shit. So, um, you know, um, just, but I'm big, I'm a big, just, I just love that, you know, I'm big goofy dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a big goofball in real life, to be honest. Um, and like I said, I'm just a big nerd, man. I, I love, um, different cultures. Obviously I love different cultures and just studying, um, different cultures and stuff like that, especially Japanese culture, Latin culture, two of my favorite cultures to uh kind of look over and research um and uh yeah man uh an adventurer adventurer artist and and um just very nerdy nerd out nerd out kind of dude shit that you can't talk to like why are you talking to a girl about you know some shit you should be talking to with like a dude or you not to say that women can't talk about can't nerd out as well but you know what i'm saying it's like you know it's just i'm just one big video video games all that stuff i'm just i'm a big just huge huge nerd man it's that's just you know who i am 
Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Adventurous, outgoing, mm, nonchalant, mm, an asshole, but very just laid back and down to earth. I would say that as well. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Five of my most favorite television shows? Um, I would have to say Power, the one with Omari Hardwick in it, not that new shit they got going on. Um... Power, Queen of the South, uh, Blacklist, Blacklist, The Last of Us. The Last of Us was really good, and I was a fan of the um, the Narco show, the first one. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? N.W.A., Lupe Fiasco, Sade, Michael Jackson. What are three of your most favorite films? Three of my most favorite films. Um, The Rock with Nicolas Cage. The Mummy with Brandon Fraser back in, what, 2000. And I was a big fan of the first the uh the the fast and furious when paul walker first got on the scene what are two foods you can't live without shrimp and pasta and what is one of your guilty pleasures <laughs> having a beer at fucking nine ten o'clock in the morning <laughs> what are you currently binging are you currently binge watching anything no, I don't have any uh there's no shows that, that I'm that I'm binge watching. Anything that I'm watching right now is uh is anime. Um really and I wait like every every week for a new episode of a uh, anime that I'm currently watching comes out, but it's usually like Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and then there actually were two new episodes today of two animes that I'm gonna check out later on tonight. But I'm I'm mostly just watching ongoing anime and waiting for the new episodes or new anime to come out in the upcoming months. What's next for Ralph Horan? I know that we kind of talked about it just a little bit, but is there anything else that you haven't referenced in, in regards to what's coming up for you in the near future that you would like to share with the listeners and your fans? I am, I'm, I'm hoping to, um, really, um, just new and unique content. Um, I have some things in the works that I'm planning and working on, and um, I'm really hoping that um, that I can network the right way to kind of reach reach where I'm trying to go. Because I'm 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 really trying to uh, build a networking, a content creator slash porn star like little networking pool um, in different countries. Um, like I said, one, you know, Mexico, another one, I'm trying to make another one and, you know, with contacts and, uh, Colombia and Brazil, um, Thailand, um, 
you know. Um, so I'm trying to touch a little bit of everywhere and give people a touch of, of, of a taste, a different scoop of ice cream in, in, in every shoot um, and, and something different um, that I'm trying to get together. It's going to take some time, but I'm, yeah, I really want to, I really want to have different faces, different colors of people just in my work. Um, and I want to give the viewers an experience at the same time, um, along with the actual porn, you know, we can all shoot porn, but I want to give people the experience to go along with it. You know, because, you know, who doesn't like, of course, people like women and people like the porn. But if you could see a little bit more than that, I think people would love like that. People would pay for that. People would pay to see that somewhat kind of like behind the scenes and kind of um, behind the set kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Very so cool. I, th- I think that would be a cool thing for people to kind of check out. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, any important link that you might have to provide the listeners? You can find me on Twitter. You can definitely find me on Twitter at uh, Ralph W underscore 87. Or you could just really just Google me, actually, and you just Google Ralph Horn, and all my links and stuff will come up, all my uh, work, um, sites, and all that stuff. So it's really not that hard, but I am working on a new uh, site to put my my personal content on, um, just because I think OnlyFans is doing some crazy stuff, so I don't want to deal with all that. So I, I am going to uh, be putting my, my personal stuff on a new site instead of uh, OnlyFans, that I would say, because people keep asking me, do you have OnlyFans? I have OnlyFans, but I don't I don't have it up. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Uh, I just want to thank anybody that supported or just watched the video or thank, you know, um, my shit's cool or dope or however you want to say it in whatever language you want to say it in or whatever, whatever you watch it on, whether it's your laptop, your TV, your phone. Um, I just like to say thanks because you don't have to. Um, and, you know, especially for the people who, like, pay for videos and stuff like that off of, like, mini-vids or whatever, um, I'm grateful for you because you can't make it, you know, you can't, you can't make your, you can't make your own fan base up, you know, so, you know, um, you appreciate people for what they do, and I appreciate all the fans and supporters for wanting to, uh, look at my videos and support my videos, and that's for, back then when I was making more videos and for now with me going forward, making, uh, you know, newer videos and stuff. So I appreciate all the support. Well, Ralph, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Oh, no, thank you. You're welcome, man. And like I said before, the door's open for more. Whenever you want to come back to update the listeners and your fans on everything that you're getting into, uh, you got an open invite. It would be awesome to have you back on. It would be dope to come back. So I super appreciate that. Perfect. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. 
Thank you for downloading one on one with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on one on one with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Ralph Horan and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, everybody. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.